Hello, dear friends. Welcome to another episode of the Curious Neuron Podcast. My name is Cindy Huffington, and I am your host. If you are new here, um, Curious Neuron is all about sharing science-based parenting advice, but it's a little bit more than that. I think that one of my goals is really to help parents feel seen because it's a lonely journey being a parent. And today I wanted to share in today's episode, which is a solo episode, I wanted to share something that happened tonight because maybe you'll be able to relate and maybe next time this happens in your home with your child, you'll be able to think back to to this story and, and hopefully apply a few things. Um, so, you know, what we often hear about is regulating ourselves. And what's interesting is that today I actually had the opportunity to interview Dr. Bruce Perry for this podcast. Stay tuned. Um, his episode should be aired, I think, sometime in January, because at some point in January, we'll have our 100th episode. And um, so I'll keep that episode for a special day. Um, but basically, he was reminding us how important it is for us to regulate ourselves before we can regulate our child. And it's interesting because this evening um, was an absolute, absolute shit show. <laughs> my house it was really bad um I, I just uh it was one of those days where you know doesn't matter what you say you can't regulate your child and I'm so happy that I had that talk with um Dr. Perry today because as my three-year-old was completely dysregulated and when I use the word dysregulated I mean just no control of his emotions just screaming and crying and kicking and, and not happy with it I kept the words of Dr. Perry on, you know, on my mind. And, and his words are what I know from research. So what happens is that when our child is dysregulated or we are dysregulated, even as adults, he, uh, you know, it's, it's our system that is dysregulated. And you cannot speak to a person or have them rationalize when you yourself are not calm or where, or when they are not calm. I've said this, I think, a couple times with, you know, either Instagram posts or, or um, on the podcast, but the next time your child is dysregulated and that means they're crying or screaming and any any emotion that they're feeling, um, so they're not calm, anything that's anything else than calm uh, is dysregulated and just remind yourself that that is their brain asking for help because they don't know how to regulate themselves and more importantly, this regulation is deep in the brain and we want to be able to get to that part. And if we're trying to rationalize with them and trying to calm them down, and if they're crying because they asked for the blue cup and you gave them the blue cup and now they're really mad, it's not going to change anything that you're explaining to them that they asked for it and you gave it to them. It's really not going to do anything because their brain is dysregulated and you cannot rationalize with a brain that's dysregulated. So we have to remember... <clears throat> that we do have to wait until they're calm before we can help them out. And I think it's really important that we remind ourselves about that because it's just so hard in the moment, um, which is why we have to remind ourselves before it happens. And as soon as it does happen to just say it in your brain. And that's exactly what happened with me tonight. My three-year-old um, wanted to give all of us, uh, you know, a little show and, and he was putting on a song and, and dancing. He had a little costume on from Halloween and we were watching him. He was having a lot of fun. 
But the thing is that he didn't want it to stop. And then it was bedtime, shower time, and he wanted just one more. And I initially gave it to him. I gave him one more song. At that point, I think he was at his third song. Um, But I mean, time was passing and the show, you know, he wasn't happy. He had to start it over. And then my uh, mother-in-law, he wanted to show her. So I called her and that led to one more song. And then I had to end it. I had to set that boundary. And at three years old, you know, boundaries suck. Why would you want to have to go to bed when you're having a lot of fun dancing and singing and putting on shows and and everybody's laughing and we're having a a good time? And now I'm telling you that it's over. So as soon as I said, it's, it's done, he asked for another song like he had been doing all night. And I said, no, I'm sorry, we have to go to bed now. And he just went from super happy <laughs> to, to the most unhappy human being in that moment. And he was screaming and screaming. And this is something new. He's never, he, he's been doing that for about two weeks now. And he had never done this before. And I have to remind myself that this is part of normal development. He's going to explore what it feels like to be dysregulated. He's going to explore different ways of doing it. His kicking and screaming and, and yelling, it's all normal. But in that moment, it almost doesn't even matter that he's doing all that. It's how I'm receiving it. And if I'm dysregulated or if I'm seeing that as annoying and frustrating and it's bedtime and here we go again, then I'm not going to receive him as well as if I tell myself he's tired. We ended up passing his bedtime because he danced and he was dancing and singing and now it's late. He wants to continue to play, which is understandable. Um, If I say that to myself first, I become very calm and regulated because what he's doing makes sense and it's not annoying. It's it's him being a child and he needs me and I can actually show up for him if I prepare my brain for what he's doing. I took him in my arms and I kept repeating, I could see you're really mad and he didn't care what I was saying, um, but I kept saying, I see that you're mad. I see, you know, you're, you're screaming a lot. Let's go upstairs. I brought him upstairs brought him into the bathroom. He did not want to have it. No, didn't want to shower, didn't want to brush his teeth, kept screaming and yelling and saying, I'm going back to dance. I'm going to dance. And I, I mean, and, and there was so much screaming. Like there was a lot, there was a lot of screaming, um, but I was okay with it. And I, I, I'm saying I was okay with it today, but there are days where I'm not. And I feel my heart racing. Um, I, I feel myself clenching my jaw Um, And that's when I'm dysregulated. Those are my signs of dysregulation. My, I I do scream sometimes, but most of my dysregulation happens internally. Um, And I'm somebody who's anxious very easily. So it tends to come out this way too um, with my own kids. And I have to be conscious of it and aware of it. um, And just, there are days where I I yell and I, I lose it or I have to walk away. But today, Today was one of those power days. That was a day where I conquered it. (laughs) And I hope that you have one of those days today or tomorrow. Um, Just keep this in mind that you know, like we could almost predict certain situations, right? Stopping anything that's fun. Odds are if your child is young and hasn't learned emotion regulation skills and how to be disappointed and how to express it in a way that's somewhat regulated, that they're going to be disappointed and scream. That's, That's their job. That's what they do. But when they're dysregulated like that, it doesn't matter what we say to them. So don't try to 
rationalize with your child or justify or explain yourself or discipline them in a moment where they're completely dysregulated. The brain is not listening. The brain, the, the emotions part of the brain at that point is not able to communicate because of that stress level and that dysregulation. It's not communicating with the frontal part, the, the thinking part right behind your forehead, that prefrontal cortex is not functioning the way that it would if it were regulated and calm. So there's no point in, 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 in doing anything in that moment. Just be present for your child. Just be um, sensitive to their needs and their emotions. And they might not be listening, but it's okay to say, I could see you're mad or I could see you're disappointed and leave it at that. Just be present. I stayed calm for just over an hour with my three-year-old. And um, by the end of it, I just felt drained, first of all, but also empowered. Empowered to the point that it reminds us we can do this. If we try our best to work on ourselves and we try our best to stay regulated, then we can be present for our children and we can be regulated in moments that they are not regulated and completely dysregulated and need us to be there for them. Um, but what it meant as well was the aftermath once he had fallen asleep and he, he, he became calm before falling asleep. I wanted to make sure that he didn't fall asleep so angry and upset. Um, so I changed room with him. You know, we went to get a, a glass of milk after about 40 minutes. Um, and then we uh, went back into his room and then he said something to me that really marked me actually. Uh, so about a couple of days ago when he had another of these moments of being dysregulated and notice I'm not using tantrum again he just started expressing his emotions this way this is new to him and I don't see them as tantrums I see them as a regular child being dysregulated the same way that I would see uh, an adult who's upset and yelling and screaming as an adult who's dysregulated. That's okay. It normalizes the fact that they're having emotions that are big and, and that they don't know what to do with them. The same way that we as adults sometimes experience emotions that are big and, and we don't know what to do with them. We all go through that. So I wanted to make sure that I was there for him. Um, but what happened after he was calm was that he came up to me and said, um, mommy, I, I was really mad tonight. And again, he's three. And I said, yes, you were really mad. And, and it's okay that you were really mad, but it's not okay to yell that loudly um, and, and to, to kick and scream. You know, there are other ways that we can express when we're mad. I love you very much. And, and we're going to work on this. Okay. It's not easy when your brain um, kind of takes over and you lose control. And he's like, no, mommy, it's not easy. <laughs> and then he said, but mommy, I didn't say I don't love you. And the, the reason why this really touched me is because a couple of days ago, he um, he blurted that out when he was dysregulated. And today he didn't. And he, it's just a reminder to all the parents that are listening. And it was a reminder to myself. That moment really marked me because it showed me and reminded me that our children, no matter how young, can learn to regulate themselves, but we have to teach them that we get mad at them and discipline them for saying, I don't love you in that moment. He's three. He, he didn't know any better, but that was his way of expressing that he was angry in that moment. And what a beautiful moment today when he said, hey, mom, 
I didn't do it this time. He knew, he realized that he was dysregulated and lost complete control, but he had some control because he remembered that after he was calm last time, I said, it's okay to be upset. I'm not mad at you for being that upset, but you cannot say, I don't love you. I still love you when you're mad. And and I still, you know, we all love you when you're mad and it's okay to be mad, but you don't tell somebody you don't love them, you know, and he, he was thinking about it. Again, he's three. And now he remembered the next time he had, you know, a moment of dysregulation, he explained it to me. He said, I remembered, you know, like I didn't say that to you. It reminds us that we can do this. We can do this as parents. We can have days where we yell and let those days pass. It's fine. We'll have, we'll all have those days. But if we try to regulate ourselves as much as we can, if we nurture ourselves, take care of ourselves as parents, we will be able to be present for our kids when they need us. And most importantly, when it comes to emotion regulation skills, if we are regulated, then we will help our kids regulate as well. Um, And all this to say that when I finished this, you know, all this with my son and then put the other two to bed, today was one of the very few days that I was alone to put all three to bed. Usually it's my husband. Um, Now I came down, I'm I'm recording this actually, the aftermath, um, and I'm going to do a little something for myself for a couple minutes to regulate myself and remind myself that, you know, it wasn't an easy night, but the night is over. Tomorrow is a new day and, you know, um, every day is some is a lesson from our kids. And my son today, my three-year-old son, taught me that he is able to learn how to regulate his emotions. The small baby win today, the small step, was that he didn't blurt out something without controlling himself. He was able to control himself. So he knows that eventually he will stop the screaming. I, you know, I've seen it with my kids. It's We are able to teach them emotion regulation skills and how to control their emotions, but we they need us. They need us to teach them. I hope this story helped you. Um, it's a very short story today and I was supposed to record something else, but I just, this was fresh in my mind and I thought that perhaps it would be helpful to you. Um, I don't have a study to, to link to this, but all of this is definitely embedded in research and the more we can regulate ourselves as parents, um, the more we will teach our kids to regulate themselves and emotions are fine. All of them, sadness, anger, frustration, envy, all of them, they're all okay but they need tools. They need to know how to communicate their emotions. They need to know how to um, recognize that they're feeling this emotion in their body. They need to recognize that an emotion is both internally um, expressed internally. So maybe you are thinking certain things or your heart is racing and it's expressed externally as well through our behavior. And they need tools. What do I do when I'm experiencing this emotion? And if you would like some help with the tools, um, I mentioned it before, I think on the the podcast, um, I do have an app now called Wondergrade. I'll leave the link in the show notes. You can get a two-week free trial when you download it. And Wondergrade is an app that my co-founder and I, Christy, um, are, are building and we want something that doesn't just teach kids like mindfulness and, and all, like, you know, the, the, emo- the emotion regulation, regulation skills, but that goes a step further and remember and reminds all of us that, you know, emotion regulation skills, it's not just about the child and the tools that they have, but it's the entire family. We as parents also need to learn how to regulate ourselves. Um, so there's a parent center on the app. 
Um, if you'd like to give it a try, like I said, there's a two week free trial um, and you can click the link below. It's available on, on Apple, on the um, iPhone and on Android as well. I hope you all have a lovely Friday and weekend and I will see you next week. Have a good one. Bye.